0: That's all I remember. <laughs> uh, but she's like a long term, she's been an editor for a long time. This mm-hmm. was like her first novel that she oh, okay. wrote herself. And it's, uh, it's very long, it's very good. And you should check it out sometime. Sweet.
1: That, um, that gave me an idea. This is almost podcast material. So I, 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 I hit record. <laughs> I don't know if this is actually. We always need a cold open. We always need a cold open. Um, but, uh, what if there was like a a city that was like the reverse of that? So like magic works everywhere in the world and everybody knows magic works, but there's one city where it's like no magic works. There's Mm -hmm. no such thing as magic. And then, so in the city, everybody, uh, like nobody thinks that magic is real. And so like, uh, I I had where was I going with this? I don't know. I had an idea. I You're was just like, describing Peterborough. Opposite? I'm just describing Peterborough, <laughs> <laughs> the one place in the world where everybody's in denial about <laughs> the, the magic.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'll pop up. Yeah. It'll pop up. This is we we may as well record now, right? You're recording. Let's do the podcast. Yeah, this is Monster Manual Mash. This is the only podcast that talks about Dungeons and Dragons.
1: This is the only one
0: we talk about specifically the monsters in the Monster Manual Fifth Edition, and we go entry by entry. We talk about the background of each monster, the folklore that makes them what they are. I I I give you wild theories and navel gazing. about why they are the way they are, and what maybe the monsters are doing in your in your brain, mm-hmm. the kinds of hooks they get in human psychology and maybe how they're trying to be branded by the game, like why would you use one over the other? Yeah to uh, get a certain result out of the, uh, your players right?
1: Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like the monster is like the input. And like, what do you want the output to be? You yeah. Know, like, what is the machine <laughs> that is a game of Dungeon Dragons? The input is you throw monsters and problems and dungeons into it. And it gets processed by the people yeah. you're sitting across the and table And your friends from. have
0: emotional reactions to it. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: then the output is, uh, is uh, fun.
0: Yeah. It's an engine for eating snacks. Yeah. And that's really what we're dealing with here. Yeah. So we were we did the demons we've, we've been we've been knee deep in demons, and we got maybe halfway through what I wanted to talk about, and halfway through the entries more or less. We talked about demons in broad strokes, and we talked a lot about um, where they come from, the abyss. We talked about. Demon summoning. We talked a little bit about uh, true names. Did we yeah. talk about true names?
1: I think we mentioned like demon, like
0: a demon's name gives you power over the demon. Yeah, yeah. And then we talked about the demon lords, like uh Jude Ju Black's my favorite. Yeah, the the slime slime boy. We talked about Lolth, which we'll talk about more when we talk about Drow. Uh, but Loth is not a demon who hangs out with demons, possibly as a result of an ancient typo in <laughs> the old D&D books. That's my theory. I haven't actually read that that's like why, but that's... Yeah. I, I've, I think I'm reading between the lines, and I think that's the reason. Um, that brings us to the individual demons that you are likely to come up uh, and encounter in a game that it, that someone will put in and make you usually fight. Yeah. So we got to Chasme. We did the Balor, which is um, an Irish uh, monster name, but is actually the Balrog from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and that's a whole thing. Um, I could I could almost have a little mini episode with Emily about what that is, and maybe we'll do that sometime. And then we got the Gura, which is a uh, a bad orangutan. And then we got the chasme, which is a bad um, n- mosquito. And then we kind of trailed the—I trailed off and started talking about other stuff. So we got that far. Um, I was also thinking. So I was complaining about demons being things that you just fight physically, and mm. that you um, you kind of lose out on a, a lot of what real-world demons. Um, kind of actually force you to do, which is confront things like disease and natural disaster. And they're used as like um, personifications of bad things that happen to people. Like they're, they're directed at people. They don't just happen. Um, And that we don't have much in the book at all that talks about possession. Like it talks about a little bit about possessions, demonic objects possessing you if you hold them too long. But I was kinda of thinking it'd be neat if you could use these monsters, these demons in the book, and if you got if you tried to like distill what made each demon a thing. Yeah. Um, or different, or like what kind of portfolio each demon would cover, you could make these guys the sort of like late stage possession Yeah, like
1: like a Baylor possession is different than like a Dretch possession
0: yeah yeah and it's so like a balor would like a balor seems to be very much about power and command yeah right so like it's about um megalomania
1: yeah so like a napoleon type that as yeah. they keep like winning more and more battles they like start to sprout wings and horns and like they their their weapon catches on fire maybe you know and yeah and like then get more demonic as like their conquest goes on totally
0: yeah yeah and then you could have like a uh, like in 3.5 edition they had the templates Mm -hmm. where you could like make if you wanted to make something a half dragon or whatever you would just like add all these stats onto an existing monster and then it would be a half dragon but like with these things you could do it like you could add as a template and you could even be like at the first stage of possession it gets uh like uh, little horns or something or like it gets a little baby whip (laughs) (laughs)
1: i like the idea that like part of being possessed by a demon is the like weapons manifest themselves around you is the accoutrement yeah yeah demons and demon accessories here's your demon (laughs) possession paraphernalia yeah
0: (laughs) here are your demonic accessories (laughs) yeah so i thought that'd be cool i don't know how um that would be like an easier way because we were talking about adding like all sorts of randomly rolled yeah charts to like <laughs> generate new demons but i think that would actually be a maybe like a an easier way to use the existing material mm-hmm. it's still a lot of work that i'm not going to do but <laughs> one could
1: it'd be a fun way to do the thing where like you have like an npc that uh, is like mildly important but not super important but then if they become like a major antagonist later you know, that transformation can like happen throughout your encounters with mm-hmm. them sort of thing. And that, that way give you hints. Maybe. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cause yeah, that would be something too. would be like, um, someone in the more of a mystery. Yeah. Story, more of a mystery game or something where someone is possessed and there are a few clues. And if you know where to find the clues and then the clues <laughs> get more if obvious,
1: guy, if, the, if it's the guy with the flame whip <laughs> yeah,
0: came wonder, out of nowhere. I wonder if the flame whip dude is, is bad. What does it mean? I wonder. And then, like, the Gura would be, um, I don't know, evil orangutan behavior. <laughs> yeah. Supposed so to be just, like, animalistic. It'd be just, like, rage. It'd just be, like, fury, wrath, yeah. I guess, right? If you want yeah. to tie it to uh, specific Christian-style cardinal sins. Yeah.
1: The problem with, like, going with those sins is, like, there are exceptions to this, but because Dungeons Dragons is often a game about fighting things, mm-hmm. wrath would come up more often than any of the other wrath ones. would come up pretty often yeah
0: yeah you can't you'd have to like figure this out a bit better but that uh that could be one way to go anyways let's look at the next ones so yeah. we did the chasme and now we got the dretch <laughs> dretch dretch are repulsive and self-loathing and they are doomed to perpetual discontent they have low intelligence they're about sheer malice they mill about in mobs they voice their displeasure as an unsettling din of hoots snarls and grunts they might be incels <laughs> i think about incels yeah. a lot these days yeah <laughs> it's
1: too but they keep coming up <laughs>
0: they keep coming up yeah. they keep coming up um
1: they have a very strange
0: like mythology yeah
1: that they're yeah
0: Especially with that clown movie that just came out. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. But the dretches. Mm-hmm. Perpetual- it's a spitting
1: image of most incels, really. Too you should
0: look. <laughs> <Can> anybody <laughs> Google the image. Yeah, it's just like the worst internet troll. Like that. Like if you had this picture and then you mm-hmm. had the name internet troll. Yeah. It would be viable.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: Um. So they're like the lowest level. They're not even on the uh, demon type ranking, I don't think. Which is one of my problems with the demon type ranking. It just doesn't include some of them. Uh,
1: The published demon type ranking doesn't include some of the demons in the book. Yeah, it doesn't include like two or three of them. them. Yeah.
0: For for reasons, but it's like (laughs) this is needlessly confusing and helps no one. Yeah.
1: Who would use this?
0: Nobody. They're just trying to please people that have the older books, I think. Uh, so yeah, so they mill about in mobs and they voice displeasure as an unsettling, unsettling din of hoots. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess like a, a gathering, the plural noun of dretches would be a forum or a Twitter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, great! And <laughs> what are their abilities? Fetid cloud, <laughs> a yeah. ten-foot radius of disgusting green gas extends from the dretch. <laughs> That's great.
0: Yeah. Uh, So there, yeah, that's like an easy, that's an easy demon. Yeah. They just, um, I'm not sure like where they would show up, but you would would encounter a big glob of them. Yeah. And they'd be like, "Uh, I'm so tired. Why
1: doesn't anyone like me? Why do they make,
0: why do women make video games? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh God. Uh perfectly acceptable to hit these people with swords yeah, and hammers for sure. and shields. Yeah. Um but I think I think if you use Dretch you should really play up how like uh infuriatingly self-loathing they yeah, are. Yeah, for sure. They just like have nothing but uh self-pity.
1: Yeah. Really like like black pill <laughs> itself.
0: <laughs> uh then we got the Glabrezu, Glabrezu, lobster goat man. Yeah, this, yeah, this one I don't know about. I don't, I don't get. It takes great pleasure in destroying mortals through temptation. Uh, this is one demon that goes out of its way to offer its services to mortals because mm-hmm. most demons hate doing that. Uh, this one will do it in order to try and further the corruption of the human that uses its services. And it also hoards riches and it uses them to fulfill promises to short-sighted summoners and mortals. So that's its long-term planning ideas. It is yeah. the, the thinker. It's more of a schemer, I guess, um, except it looks like a dog uh, headed, spiky, shouldered, uh, has two human arms and two lobster arms yeah and big wacky dragon feet
1: <laughs> you know what it looks like um which honestly this is almost to its credit like i i want demons to look the way i'm about to describe but it looks like you got like a professional artist and then you had a child describe a monster yeah and then just based on a child's description like made that monster yeah this is
0: this is the one of the wackiest yeah uh designs and i like a good wacky demon but sure
1: i don't know i don't know if this is this like it's this it's sits almost, in the middle yeah it's
0: it's in this uncanny valley of like it's not so bad it's good it's simply off yeah <laughs> yeah it's not it's kind of half-baked as well as uh, when you combine it with its um like description
1: it's like it's like the demon design equivalent of like early 2000s CGI. It's like, this isn't the worst. <laughs> this is like, like the Scorpion King. Yeah, it's, it's very <laughs> Scorpion King. This whole The whole vibe of this demon is very it's Scorpion King. It's very Scorpion King. King. Yeah. And
0: now I like it more that we've discovered that. Yeah, I think... Um,
1: I like its little arms, too. Little arms are great.
0: They're in little fists. It's yeah, little, It's got a little angry. Yeah. A little angry boy. Um, I think it's... Uh, I mean, that, that said, though, we, I was complaining about how like dedicatedly bestial most of the monsters, most of the demons are. Yeah. And this is one that like is truly chaotic. Right? Yeah. Like there's no reason, I don't know if you can hear Casey growling out the window. We're recording in um, the room outside the room we normally record in, which is why it's a little reverb and why Casey is growling more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't mean it. Uh, But yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, it is good that it's chaotic, I guess. That's got got that for it, but
1: it doesn't. I do kind of like some. I don't know. Like I kind of want like a like I want to look at a demon and be like like I like the chaos, but I sort of want because it's the scheming demon, right? It doesn't really look like a scheming demon. It looks like a fighting demon, right? So I I don't know. Somehow I want it to retain the chaos but look more like a scheming demon. Yeah. I don't know what I mean by look more like a scheming demon. Scheming demon. But a good example of Can scheming demon. we make demon, it look more schemy. Yeah. Well, a good example of that would be like, uh, I keep bringing, this is a podcast about Dungeons and Dragons, and I keep playing, bringing it Warhammer, and I don't even play Warhammer. But the Zeench, I think is how you say it? Yeah. Which are like the chaos god. The god of change. Of like the god of change, right? And they're like weird bird monsters, mostly. Mm-hmm. But they look, they look real schemey.
0: Yeah, because the birds yeah. are natural schemers. Birds <laughs> are nature schemers. Yeah, um, birds and lizards. There's a great, uh, and it's not a quote. I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's a, there's a great line in uh, the Redwall series of books that uh, birds demand payment. It's oh, like yeah. a known thing. It's like all the little woodland creatures are fighting the uh, the evil cat usurper queen, um, Sarmina. And they enlist the aid of a uh, a, a, a sparrow, I think, yeah. named Cheep Cheeb. Mm-hmm. Cheeb. Um, but he demands payment in the form of uh, like berries. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like a merc- all birds are mercenaries.
1: <laughs> if you hey, if you're good at something, don't do it for free.
0: Not in this economy. No way. So then, uh, yeah, I, I I know I kind of agree, but also it is the. It would be chaotic to have the schemer not look like a schemer.
1: That's true, yeah. And plus, if you're the schemer, it's sometimes advantageous to not look like the schemer. Yeah. Like most of the time, probably.
0: Yeah. I just don't think that they designed it with that in mind. I don't think they thought about it as much as we have, Mm. is the thing. Like, just now. (laughs) The amount of thought we put into it in this five-minute bit of conversation, I don't think they really... I I feel like we're going to
1: keep having that problem. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, I hope so. It's kind of the whole point. Uh, So, yeah, let's move on to the Goristro. Yeah. Goristro. This looks like a fiendish Minotaur, which most Minotaurs already look fiendish, Mm -hmm. them being uh, humanoid uh, bull ragers in the first place. Um, They are living siege engines. Or prized pets uh, labyrinths are no problem for them, and they sometimes carry smaller but more important demons on palanquins, so they are just like big, huge beasts of burden um, sometimes, but despite that, they are type number six, which puts them next to Baylors in terms of the arbitrary type <laughs> ranking. <laughs> So they are like very special pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very special friends and, uh, they can perfectly recall any path that has traveled because it is a minotaur thing. So like there's a weird demon hookup with minotaurs. Yeah. I think we, one of the Lords is like a minotaur Lord. Um, Baphomet, right? King of Prince of Beasts. It's kind of boring. Yeah, I do. There's beast.
1: like there are ways you could use the labyrinth recall ability, like interestingly, you know, that could be like a puzzle solving sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how do we get out of this maze? Well, there's a monster in the maze that knows the way around, or you take the monster from the maze and then you take it with you somewhere else, and then it knows <laughs> the way you went, so that if you are trying not to get lost in some enchanted forest, you can f- you can know if you're crossing. If you're going in circles, because you have a Garisto you. have with
0: to release you. a demon and follow it as it goes somewhere else. You have
1: to take it with you so it can be your breadcrumb trail so you don't get lost in the forest. <laughs> That's, yeah, this huge, huge demon. It's a living siege engine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's there to help you not get lost.
0: I mean, I kind of like it as just like a singular um, point of demonic fury. Yeah. is kind of... Uh, something you could do. It's just that it shares in, uh, like intellectual, not intellectual, like idea space with uh, the the orangutan <clears> one. <throat> mm-hmm. So it's just like a bigger version of the orangutan demon.
1: Yeah, I do like its weird bat face.
0: Yeah, it's got a pushed in nose. Yeah, I guess that's what that's what it means by a fiendish minotaur. I guess <laughs> instead of a snout, it's got like a bat face. What if part
1: of it looked like a different animal, sort of? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's a demon.
0: Um, Ooh. Uh, Next up, we got the Hezrau or Hezru. They are foot soldiers. They are physically powerful, but they are weak minded and easily duped into sacrificing themselves. And they have. (laughs) (laughs) um, And they have uh, a terrible stench. Which I would imagine almost all of the demons do. Yeah. They either smell like brimstone, sulfur, or uh fetid clouds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um if you were possessed, if somebody was possessed by a herzru, mm-hmm. what would they be like?
0: Um uh, brown nosing. Yeah. Snivelling. Um they would kowtow to authoritarian figures they'd be science deniers
1: yeah totally
0: they'd be uh they'd be people who are into cults of personality yeah in any any form i think they'd
1: be that like that guy that uh used to was one of the founders of greenpeace but is now like a fossil fuel advocate like climate change denier chill guy yeah <laughs> I didn't know that. they'd be like him yeah there's this guy and he, and he he's i forget his name but he was like i guess one of the founding members of greenpeace but he, he's been he's been bought out by like large fossil fuel companies to like go around the world giving powerpoint presentations about how climate change is good oh wow, wow yeah it's terrible and it's like i wonder how much that was worth you know his like greenpeace like resume point That guy's possessed
0: by a Herzru. That guy's possessed by a a Glabrazu. Glabrazoo. He's been been tempted by uh, treasure. That's, yeah. You know? The Hezru, I think, is, um, they more just want to be, like, on the winning. They want to be bossed around by someone who, and then feel like they're winning or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They want to belong to the winning team. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I like that, that they're easily duped into being sacrificed. Duped. Like that's duped. That is a, a large, important personality trait about them is that it's easy to trick them into throwing themselves into volcanoes Yeah, or that's
0: trait number one. Yeah. Easily duped.
1: No, you have the most important mission of all. <laughs> exactly,
0: yeah. Um, they don't really do anything either. They have multi-attack. They have a stench or you get poisoned if you're near them. Yeah. Which is um like kind of I don't know, good if you're encountering like foot soldiers from hell, you want sort of like an aura. Yeah. I think I I like, am big on auras for monsters. Like this when you is <laughs> grunting yeah. furiously.
1: Like there's just something that like gets to you if you get close to them. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. It doesn't
0: have to be like an actual smell that comes near yeah. them. It can just be like a like dragon's um uh, in a lot of like stories, there's like the whole countryside curdles for some yeah. reason, or like calves are born with like six legs or something. Yeah. So demons could like, like crosses could just like flip upside down and, uh,
1: the eyes of potatoes turn into real eyes. Oh, hell Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But uh, you know, bad smells are okay too. Yeah, that gets your point across a lot easier. Um, what do we got next? Mains. Mains. They are souls of evil creatures, um, and when they that are turned into mains when they arrive in the abyss, they mindlessly attack non demons and are often summoned to sow death and chaos in the material plane. Orcas can transform mains into undead monsters, and others feed on them. Even in the abyss, they reform a day later unless fed on by demon lords. Right. So if you kill a demon in the abyss, mm-hmm. they die. They yeah. they <clears throat> dissipate entirely. Yeah. But mains will still reform because yeah. they're so elemental that they. I don't know. They just come back. I guess. And I don't they, know why they're that.
1: Right, and they like they like used to be mortal right yes yeah so like that's the punishment is like you get to be eaten by demons over and over and over again forever
0: and you're only out as if a important demon eats you yeah and then your your suffering stops yeah um so and then you can just be like released onto the material plane to just like walk around and cause havoc yeah
1: yeah, they uh, they, there's nothing, like, super interesting about the way
0: that they look. No, big, though. messy blobs of flesh.
1: But that's the thing about, like, Dungeon Dragons is you can take those numbers and then reskin it to look like whatever you want.
0: Yeah, really. especially because it's got nothing really special it does yeah. action-wise. You can just make them look like, I don't know, whatever you think, like, a damned soul that lives in hell should look like. Yeah. You know? As long as it has claws. So now what's the difference between this, the main, and the dretch? Like, why are there two very uh, low-level blobby-looking mooks? You know? Yeah. Like, do they... Why not just fold them into one creature? Because one, like, the dredge is uh, one-quarter challenge rating, and the main is one-eighth. So, like, they're a little bit weaker. Yeah. And they're not true demons, but they're, like... But you could just make dretches, like, the souls of people. Yeah.
1: The, the souls of, like, weird, petty cowards, you know? Yeah, that, I, guess, uh, the, I think that's
0: something, too. But, like, this is why the ranking system I don't like and, like, the the leveling up mm-hmm. is, like, I think it'd be cooler if the demons were, uh, like, the transformed souls of people based on what sins they committed that made them uh, chaotic evil Yeah. in yeah. the first place.
1: Yeah, totally. It's like how, like, there are, like you know in like Dante's Inferno there's like all those different circles of hell reserved for like people that have committed different sins like mm-hmm. this is the treachery level and this is the adultery level you know mm-hmm. but it would just be i guess there are like different levels of like uh, the abyss in this too but it would be more like a you know if you are like in the abyss like if you're mortal and you're in the abyss because you uh, were a serial killer or like a mass murderer then you like that forms you into like this type of demon sort of thing and if you're there for like another thing you know you, it forms you into another type of demon like those would be the categories yeah. if you were formerly mortal and then you could also have other demons that were just like personifications of like those like you know quote-unquote sins themselves you know and then you you could still have categories of demons but like you can have more variation. It was just there. There are other things that would make more sense. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, uh, yeah. I'm with you, man. Yeah. Exactly. And then we got. We're down to the last one now. <coughs> I think. No, we're not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, there's a couple. There's a couple. Ooh, more. There's a bunch. Uh, we're like Mar- halfway
0: through. I know. Goddamn. Uh, Merolith. The Merolith has the lower body of a great serpent, the upper of a female humanoid with six arms. Each holding a scimitar-looking blade, they have keen minds, good tactics. They lead and unite other demons, and they serve as captains. Um, this one this doesn't seem to be like. Um, it's more about like what they look like and their job, but there's yeah. no personality or like. Demonic quality to them. No. Um, but there's... You can sort of infer a little bit. There's a bit of a, a Kali vibe. The, like, Hindu, uh, like, death deity. Yeah. The one with the multiple arms and the, the like, flicking tongue and the, the severed heads and hands and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just like a kind of, uh, like, cosmic murder death demon he was like less about the ferocity of rage and like violence but more just about like uh like murder
1: yeah like just like systematic like martial, man on man murder yeah. like
0: person on person not coming from like a primal uh like yeah. source not not a, a crime of passion but more of like a crime of like Process, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of like extrap, like making stuff up now, but like like uh, industrialized murder because they're um, so into uh, serving as captains and they seem to be more about like combat yeah. with the blades and <clears throat> stuff.
1: So you like using hierarchy to impose violence on others. Well, now I'm going to hit you with six swords <laughs> yeah. in an organized way.
0: They, I mean, yeah. I think they look cool.
1: They do look cool. They don't really feel like wrong. a. They do look. They definitely look cool. But like there are other a lot of other things that aren't demons that like look pretty similar. You know, like like Medusas do totally different things, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not that far. Yeah, uh, there's like, like
0: there are a bunch of other snake women. Yeah, there's uh, Medusa and the Yanti, but. Uh, And then yeah, all the the things it does is hit you with stuff. That's okay. Yeah. And then we have um where is it here? Yeah, we have a little blurb about demon true names. Oh yeah. So demons of one of type one through six um have true names and they can be charmed to reveal it. Or there are tomes, there are books out in the wild that have just like lists of names or they just have the names in them somewhere. You yeah. can use the names to summon them and direct them, but they'll do their best to uh, make you wish you hadn't done that. True naming. I don't know. It comes up all the time. Yeah. I feel like we talked about it enough. We never have to talk about it again. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, demons have names.
1: Their their real name is important. Uh, if you know the real name of a thing that gives you power over it. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. <laughs> Et cetera.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, we're all bored of it already. Yeah. Um,
1: the Merolith is another uh, very Scorpion King looking demon oh, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, the Scorpion King, like that's uh a, a ancient Egyptian thing. Yeah. And I think that's closely related to like Mesopotamian stuff. And then, um, I don't know, it just seems the, the Mereleth is more of like an ancient looking. It kind of reads more real to me because it looks, I think it has more of a real world mythological yeah um <clears throat> impact even though it is uh, kind of just as wacky looking as anything else in this book but like a six-armed bladed uh blade wielding snake woman yeah is just like i don't know it just gets to me
1: yeah, and like it's it's like it's easier to imagine like a relief carving in stone somewhere yes. in some temple of that yes than Especially, like yeah. some of these other ones exactly like uh, the the ma- the mains the manis or whatever like is a scab guy yes
0: <laughs> exactly um, not quite the same yeah uh, uh, true names speaking um, yeah. I just wanted to get it out of uh, name of the wind I think it is is a book that came out recently last few years Mm. that has a big to do about true naming. Oh yeah. Where you can like the most powerful magic is true naming, different kinds of magic. It's kind of like a Harry Potter. Um, but if like everyone had to pay tuition (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, the most powerful kind of magic is true naming and with it, you can actually like purely command like reality to do whatever you want it. And it's, uh, uh, Like, I think once we talk about that, we never talk about true names again because that's the final authority on it. Yeah, great. Control demons if you know their name. (coughs) Uh, Next, Nelfeshni. Nelfeshni. Nelfeshni.
1: That's the first time I've heard that aloud. Like, I've never had a reason to say this out loud. (laughs) Nelfeshni. And so that was one of those words of like, Nelfeshni, you know? Yeah,
0: you just, you recognize it on the, like the icon of its name yeah. less than the yeah. phonetic spelling. Yeah. That's my deal with almost all of these names that I'm, while I'm pronouncing them, I'm hesitating to continue because I've never heard it spoken aloud. Now fish corpulent mockery of ape and boar. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be my new Twitter handle.
1: Corpulent <laughs> mockery of ape and boar. That's, that's yeah. real good. <laughs>
0: Uh, feathered wings that are too small remarkable intelligence telepathically below uh, bellows commands to lesser demons it feeds on hatred and despair it craves humanoid flesh it keeps larders filled with humans abducted from the material plane and eats them alive at elaborate feasts with stained and rusted cutlery like that's a story that's a whole whole thing yeah Um, doesn't really tell you what they do they they command they're like lieutenants i guess so they're like yeah. uh battlefield overseers that kidnap people to eat them
1: yeah I, I i like i imagine them having like weird gross mansions you know and they mm-hmm. like would live uh because they, it, 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 like, they have like specifically mansions they have like uh like stained you know cutlery stained and, and rusted cutlery keep a bunch of humans or was it humans or human just like parts humanoids humanoids yeah humanoids around and eats them right so mm. i i imagine like a lot of their kind of like the Skexies meal from mm-hmm. uh the dark crystal they would just the be essence. hanging out and, yeah the essence well no there's like that weird meal scene where they're just like hanging around a table like eating all the oh god yeah. things you know it's horrifying uh, that, that would be, that would be these guys, these, yeah. uh, mockeries of what was it? Uh, ape and boar. Ape and
0: boar. Yeah. And they have little tiny wings. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, yeah. If you replace them with Skexies, it'd be great.
1: They have an, oh, they have an ability called horror Nimbus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a, uh, it, it emits a crazy light. And if you fail the thing, then you are frightened. Yeah. Horror Nimbus sounds way better than... Horror Nimbus. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Demon who eats stuff? Like, instead of just eating you, like, on the field of battle, mm-hmm. it takes you home and eats you at dinner. Yeah. Is, like, the... Is the concept here. That's Which great. is fine. Yeah, that's
1: fine. <laughs> that's also, like, um getting captured by one... And then having to escape is like a great adventure in and of itself, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: An idea with a fine pedigree.
1: Yeah. I like that they can fly with their two small wings. Yeah. Like, it mentions that the wings are too small for them to fly, but they can.
0: Yeah, it's like a weird mockery of, uh, like, a cherub. Yeah. I think these guys are, like, greed or uh, gluttony. Yeah. If you you amped up the gluttony, it would be... Just, like, make the wings, like... Even smaller, just make them like really kind of like yeah, bobbing up and down <laughs> everywhere. Ape and boar, they look just like uh, ape with uh, hooves, I guess that's yeah, what that means.
1: Pretty much, and, uh, and some tusks.
0: Next, we got the Quasit, Quasit, that can't be right. Quasit, they are weak. They keep to shadows to plot mischief and wickedness. They are spies and messengers. Um, Animal forms because they're shapeshifters Mm. and they have an irritating poison. (laughs) They can also turn invisible.
1: (laughs) How you doing, Case?
0: Casey's just horking everywhere very good Quasit. Um, seems more utilitarian it's like a demon with a job so that you can have demons that run around being uh, stealthy and yeah using subterfuge instead of brute force I don't know what their deal is they're just uh, they just doing a job seems like yeah they look kind of like um the aliens from signs except with antenna like the i don't know the legs the long legs and the broad they look like they have a really broad gait yeah i don't know i'm not do a they, fan do
1: the signs aliens have tails
0: no, no but you can't really see the tail in the in the picture that's yeah, true i don't know i guess just creepy like more creepy horror demon scary like jump scare demon
1: yeah this is like um like you're you're like I don't know like this is like a scurrying around in the corner of your eye like what was that weird little thing Yeah, you know and you go looking for it it drives you crazy looking for this weird little green thing that was scurrying around in your room it doesn't even need to be big enough to eat you or take you away or do anything like that yeah It it just
0: gotta spook you
1: yeah it just gotta mess with you
0: there's a variant you can get them as familiars if you want a demonic familiar
1: it'd be good a warlock familiar
0: yeah if they were little and they were like a little Pokemon size yeah Oh man, there's a lot of them, eh? <laughs> a lot, yeah. So now we get um, to the shadow demon, <laughs> which like, but,
1: like they all all of the other ones have weird names. So yeah. it's really out of place. The, this one being just called the shadow demon.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why. the The whole deal here is that they are um, a demon's body is destroyed, but it's its essence is prevented from returning to the abyss and it takes on a vague physical form it creeps around it uses insubstantial claws to feast on victims fears it tastes memories it drinks doubts when exposed to light it's a blurry shadow thing with a lower half tapering off and a top half as a winged monster so it doesn't it's it's invisible except when you shine light on it it casts a shadow mm-hmm. so that's i like that a lot that is cool yeah that's very cool um, I think it should just be a demon in on its own right. I don't know why it has to have this like story behind it. Um, and you could just fold the closet with the shadow demon and then it's like a stealthy yeah. uh, agent thing. It doesn't have to change shape. Although changing shape is also like a very demonic thing. I don't know. It seems like two, i two ways of doing the same idea. Except I guess a shadow demon is something that lingers around because the demon is destroyed ostensibly. Mm-hmm. Um, dumb name. Everything else has a special name. And then there's a picture of a shadow demon that looks like a, a, little, a little dumb. <laughs> a little, yeah. And then you got a vrock. Dull-witted. Loves pain and carnage. It's got big wings. It smells... You guessed it, bad. (laughs) Smells of awful. They gobble humanoid flesh whenever they can. They have an ear-splitting shriek. They swoop to attack with beak and claw. They have toxic spores that they shake at you on their wings. They covet pretty things and they turn against each other. They're difficult to bribe. (laughs) They're difficult to bribe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Because they say city they love shiny things.
1: Well, so the once they get you, they're like, "Oh, they want something from me. Let's how how high how, how can I drive
0: the price?" Yeah, you know, they
1: yeah, they're ambitious. They the, take what they want yeah. in
0: the moment. Um, so they're just like, yeah, they're birds. They're they're mercenary birds. Mm-hmm.
1: They demand payment.
0: Yeah. So this is like a, we're just using like we're, we're displacing human sins onto like the worst stereotypes about animals.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the like running not that there's one idea, but like, it seems like the running thesis of this podcast is that, uh, humans and birds are enemies.
0: Yeah. We'll never meet. Yeah. The earth is destined to be populated by only one category. Mm hmm.
1: <laughs> one of these days it's
0: gonna uh, come down yeah. <laughs> then we got the Yaklo, yachlo Yaklo. i'm going with Yaklo. yeah it looks yachlo. like a Yaklo. yeah these are handmaidens of Lolth. they are spies and taskmasters and agents of general villainy they assume form as a female drow um or a monstrous spider but their true form is a pillow, uh, p- a pillar of yellow slime with one eye. I I love these. I th- I
1: think they're great. Me too. Yeah, I love the idea that something's true form is that. Like that's and it's, it seems so weird and unnecessary. Like that's the kind of like strange chaos that I want from demons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Except, Loth isn't really a demon.
1: Yeah, but has
0: the most like satisfyingly strange demon servant. And they have a a mist form and they have slam attacks and they can walk on webs and they cast spells and uh, they just seem more interesting. Um, Yeah,
1: everything has a slam attack
0: (laughs) in Dungeons Dragons. When in doubt, slam it out. Yeah. So those are all the individual demons. We finally did it.
1: We did it. Those are um Yeah. What? Okay. So Mhm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like are there good mix and match combinations for like out of these demons? Like would we is there like a quality of one that if superimposed onto another demon, like the the it would be greater than the sum of its parts. I guess we talked about com- like smashing a couple of them together before already. Yeah, you know, like, some of
0: yeah. them you could fold in together,
1: like Quasit and Shadow Monster.
0: Yeah, I like the invisible demon thing. I like uh, adding the adding their bits onto existing humanoid creatures. Um. I think it'd be cool if you like the lol, You could have demons that have multiple forms. Yeah. Uh, did you have any 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 sound like seemed like you were trying to get at something?
1: Uh, not 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 in particular. I was I was <laughs> hoping that I would uh, I would get somewhere in the meantime, <laughs> but it doesn't always work out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I really like. I really like the Quasit as a demon. Like, yeah, I like that they they're just small. Like it's it's got seven hit points. Like if you just fought one one on one, that's like it's no big. Yeah, you deal. could wrestle one. Yeah, but it's like because it's, You could rough one up. Yeah, totally. But because it's like small and uh, like and evil, it's that there's so much potential there. <laughs> yeah, like, it's got a, a, know, gr-
0: a bit of a gremlin. Mm-hmm. y feel
1: yeah and not that there aren't like already things in dungeon dragons that are like small and intelligent and, and mischievous and you know there's like plenty of there's plenty of that all over the place right like a, a lot of the fey creatures kind of like fill that sort of like in mm-hmm. goblins space. yeah and goblins totally um but like quasi they're like tiny right so they're, yeah. they're like I'm, I'm, I'm imagining them being like mouse sized almost right and so like it's this weird little intelligent mouse that is like fucking with you.
0: Right? Yeah, they so seem like, they seem most like the uh, Hieronymus Bosch. Yeah, um, the, if you gave them a little like two pronged fork, they yeah. would just run around poking you in the in the butt mm-hmm. with yeah. it forever.
1: <laughs> when they finally get you cornered so they can keep poking you, there's one that would pull out like a lute and just start playing some music <laughs> while they're poking you, and then they would just they would just start partying around you as they torture you. Like more would just keep coming out. Lovely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. You, you changed my opinion. Um, let's talk about um, what demon means in, in our world. Okay. What demons are. So demon is a Latin um, word stemming from ancient Greece, Greek uh, daemon, which means God or godlike or power or fate sometimes. So... Um, that's kind of why, uh, in early internet, um, you had like the mail daemon, which was like, uh, the whatever organizational programming software used to like send your emails oh, yeah. early, early programmers and like computer people were really into that. And daemons, um, turn up in, uh, his dark materials at like the golden compass, but they're not like evil demons. They're just like. They're They're more like familiars. Yeah, they are. They're like, they're godlike spirits. Yeah. It's like a, it's more of a neutral entity or power. Um, It originally referred to a lesser deity or guiding spirit found in ancient Greek religion and mythology and later on. So yeah, definitely directly connected to familiars and the idea of familiars. Um, The word is derived from Proto-Indo-European, meaning provider and divider. Um, Divider of fortunes and destinies, so like giving fortunes and divining. Um, One translation of Greek thoughts uh, which found agreement in the mind of Plato was of a daemon which existed within a person from their birth and that each individual was obtained by a singular demon prior to their birth by way of a lottery. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that'd be fun if you, uh, as a lottery, just had one of these demons like inside of you. Pretty cool. During the late Roman Empire, demons became evil um like pagans, Christians sensed and saw the gods and their power, and they had to assume um, that these pagan demons were malevolent, and so they were. That's kind of how daemon became demon and right. became purely about <laughs> evil things. Um, they became the troop of Satan. Far into the Byzantine period, Christians eyed their cities, old pagan statuaries, as a seat of the demon's presence it was no longer beautiful. They were like infested by demonic powers in, in these cities that the Christians like took over. Right. Or people were converted to Christianity and and like now looked at the old gods differently. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's, that's where like the idea of demonic infestation comes from is like being surrounded by real examples of like demonic worship and power. Yeah. Um, demons in different cultures, different origins um, and methods, but they often overlap. Demons are sim- are usually used to just mean like malevolent spirits or adversarial spirits. Um, ancient Egyptian demons had two different classes. They were guardians and wanderers. So guardians were tied to a specific place and kind of used like, uh, I guess, like how ghosts are. Yeah. Haunters of certain areas, yeah. and like demons, are like, um, like the the most angry ghosts that don't want you going where they're going. And then the wanderers are the ones that uh, afflict people. Um, demons protect the underworld and may prevent human souls from entering paradise. And only by knowing the right charms are the deceased able to enter the halls of Osiris. Um. But the, the demons weren't, like, necessarily evil. They were just, like, they were, like, uh, holy bouncers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just doing their job, you know? Yeah, kind yeah. of.
0: And, like, you could be, it was it was good and right to be mad at them and to, like, consider them enemies. But right. they weren't, like, morally corrupt. They were right. just, like, doing their thing. Yeah. Uh and then the wanderers were the ones that like possessed people and dealt out mental illness and death and uh, disease. A lot of them were executioners that worked for major deities. Wanderers can be agents of chaos arising from the world beyond creation to bring about misfortune and suffering without any divine instructions. So if like a, a jobless demon is just like spending his like Saturday. Here's like, Sunday morning off work and just going around town. They'll just, like, stir up shit for no reason. Yeah. So that's what separates, like, most creatures, most uh, spiritual creatures from demons is that demons will just naturally, like, ruin your day just because that's what they do.
1: <clears throat> yeah, they don't need, like, something outside of them to, like, uh, like push them down that path. That's, like, in the, their natural state is, like is doing that is ruinous yeah yeah Yeah. yeah.
0: and they have um like neutral or benevolent gods can even send demons to go do jobs for them yeah that are that will like cause chaos or not but uh left to their own devices they'll just they'll fuck around on you um demons in judaism is uh, gets pretty complicated because uh, depending on the tradition they either don't exist like they don't recognize that demons exist, or sometimes they do exist, but they're either referencing old Mesopotamian demons mm-hmm. in the way that Christians looked at like pagan gods. They yeah. looked at the old Mesopotamian gods as like demons, or like, uh satyrs were a big thing, <laughs> those little goat people, which is why uh the idea of like Satan as like a goat man. Yeah. Um because satyrs were like I guess like a, a the people had statues of satyrs everywhere. Yeah. Um in particular. Um, or demons in Judaism are regarded as a necessary part of the d- divine emanation in the material world and a byproduct of human sin which is neat because it means that human beings the wickedness of human beings causes demons.
1: Yeah. Which is that's 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 an idea that is in a lot of places. So it's it's that's that's interesting. That yeah. It's there. Yeah.
0: In the Dead Sea Scrolls there's a fragment called the Curses of Belial. It's a uh, has a lot of like rich, flowery language and it reflects the sentiment shared between um I don't know that uh, I don't know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> it talks about Belial and his guilty lot. And Belial and his demons are responsible for sin, which comes from an impure origin. So it comes from, like, some cosmic place. There's a section called the War of the Sons of Light against the Sons of Darkness. And uh, Belial controls scores of demons, which are specially allotted to him by God for the purposes of performing evil. And uh, so Belial, despite his malevolent disposition, is considered an angel. Right. So he's like... He's invested by God to cause suffering and evil in the world on purpose.
1: Thus, like giving people adversity to overcome and a chance to use their free will to prove their love of God or something like that. Like I, I always love trying to figure out like where that like fits into the whole cosmology of everything, right? Like when when it's stuff like it's, that,
0: yeah. Kind of you kind of start dealing with the circular logic of yeah. these things, where it's like God uh, allows bad things to happen to test you, like Job. Yeah. So even though you curse the evil doers, ultimately yeah. all things are allowed or put in motion by God, right? So yeah. therefore, can't be <clears throat> bad, even though they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> so Belial is a is a Belial in his guilty lot. They're demons, but they got their job order from God. So, like, he's an angel, actually. Weird. That is weird. Yeah. Um, Christianity, um, also a little strange. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament, Christianity, uh, Jesus exercises demons 63 times in the New Testament. So, very much real. Yeah. There are also the apocryphal texts. Which are like um, books written about Jesus that the like most churches do not accept as true. Retconned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's the book of Enoch, which is, I believe, um, in like Ethiopian Christianity, is like more uh, read and used. Mm -hmm. Um, Sin originates when angels descend from heaven and fornicate with women, birthing giants as tall as 300 cubits. Wow, I don't know how big a cubit is. I'm gonna find out. <laughs> the giants and the angels' departure uh, of heaven and mating with human women are also seen as the source of sorrow and sadness on Earth. So there's a bit of a uh, there's a bit of a like some erotic fan fiction happening here. I think, um, like hunky angels coming down and doing it with women. Yeah. I wonder what
1: that's like, what like, so, so either like, that's exactly what happened. And those are all like real stories or Mm -hmm. like, what were people working out or trying to get at without saying directly? Yeah. There's a bit of like,
0: I think there's a bit of uh, original sin lying with like a woman. Yeah. Here. Mm -hmm. Um, Except instead of like gaining knowledge and eating the wrong apple, it's about like sleeping with angels. Um, the Book of Enoch shows that these fallen angels can lead humans to sin through direct interaction or through providing forbidden knowledge right that 's why I think that right is. in Enoch um, Semyaz leads the angels to mate with women, so I guess he 's like the the angel in charge of uh, women dating I guess he 's the matchmaker. Uh, angels mating with humans is against God's commands and is a cursed action resulting in the wrath of God coming upon earth. Azazel indirectly influences humans to sin by teaching them divine knowledge not meant for humans. Um, Azazel brings down the stolen mysteries, gives humans weapons, which they use to kill each other, Humans are also taught other sinful actions such as beautification techniques, alchemy, astrology, and how to make medicine considered forbidden knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is like a much more elaborate yeah. version of the garden of Eden.
1: Um, a, a cubit is the distance between your elbow and the end of your middle finger. Oh God damn it. Which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that that was the standard of measurement for like I, a long time, hundreds of years, thousands yeah, of years, maybe, which is, like, almost by definition, not standardized. Yeah. Like, you it's, can't, like, whose arm? Exactly.
0: I wonder how people work that out. they just, like, probably, this might be why, like, haggling is a thing in ancient, in, like, older cultures. Mm-hmm. Because there never was a standard unit of anything. So yeah,
1: well, like, yeah. I, I think, actually, the idea of there being, like, a standard unit of a thing at all is, like, extremely recent in human history. Yeah. Right? Like, time wasn't that way for, like, most... Of human history. It's yeah. like, oh, I'll meet you later. At noon, when the yeah. sun
0: is uh, at its, it makes you the sleepiest. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, demons originate from the evil spirits of the giants that are cursed by God to wander the earth. This part I have no idea. These spirits are stated in Enoch to corrupt, fall, be excited, and cause sorrow. So I don't know these, so angels have uh Congress with women, and then giant uh they make giants, they make giant babies, hmm who are bad, and they fall, they fall down <laughs> <laughs> I mean this is a great campaign world
1: this is yeah, you could just like, like
0: massive babies crawling around sinful babies massive babies, like
1: angels flying around everywhere, just like trying to like fuck everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like supernatural. It's like all these like hunky uh Yeah. Hunky bays. All the
1: human men are uh like uh putting together armies to try to stop themselves from getting
0: cuckolded by all the angels. Yeah, they're all uh um gathering in, in mobs and communicating in hoots. <laughs> um The Book of Jubilees is another apocryphal book. It conveys that sin occurs when Canaan accidentally transcribes astrological knowledge used by the Watchers. and The Watchers are some sort of class of angel. This differs from Enoch in that it does not place blame on the angels. Um, however, the evil spirits of the Watchers are discussed as evil and still remain on earth to corrupt humans. God binds 90% of the Watchers and destroys them, leaving 10% to be ruled by Mastema. Because the evil in humans is great, only 10% would be needed to corrupt and lead humans astray. So God, again, is purposely allowing evil things to happen. These spirits of the giants, also referred to as the Bastards, (laughs) Um, list, list the names of demons that the narrator of the book hopes to expel crazy shit, man. Yeah. Mastema is the tester of humans with God's permission. He carries out punishments for God as well as tempting humans and testing their faith. In something called the Zadokite Fragments and the Dead Sea Scrolls, he is the angel of disaster, the father of all evil and a flatterer of God. He is said to be a fallen angel. He first appears in the literature of the second temple period as the personification of the Hebrew word "mastema," meaning hatred, hostility, enmity, or persecution. In Christianity, demons are corrupted spirits carrying the execution of Satan's desires. So this is a major difference in like mainstream mm-hmm. Christianity and Catholicism, I guess. They are generally regarded as three different types of spirits. They are either the souls of the wicked deceased, which roam the earth to torment the living. Mm-hmm. Cool. They are Nephilim, who came into being by union between angels and humans, but their bodily parts were wiped out during the Great Flood. Their spiritual part now desires re-embodiment. So here we have the, like, evil ghosts.
1: Yeah. Go, and they're like human-angel hybrid yeah. Closed, right. Yeah, so like, yeah. I'm better than you humans. I need your body. You don't need it. Yeah. That's kind
0: or, of. Or these yeah. are the 300 foot or 300 cubit, uh, like invisible, not because they're, they don't have any body parts now mm-hmm. because they're wiped out by the flood. Yeah. So they're just like invisible, uh, angel babies. Oh yeah. That's giant that's invisible angel babies. That's
1: terrifying. That's <laughs> terrifying. there that would be like a, a giant <sighs> baby. Yeah. with like no one attending to it is terrifying. Yeah.
0: yeah. Maybe that, those are the ones that like maybe cause uh like natural disasters by mm-hmm. like shaking the earth and causing volcanoes to erupt and whatever because they're crying so much yeah. or something.
1: Oh god, that's so sad. Yeah, you just is. have to comfort them, <laughs> but they're giant monsters that wanted that would kill you because they don't care. Yeah. Wow. That's very Lovecraftian, you know? In like in that yeah. it's like a the this like other like altitude of reality that is happening. Yeah. Although it's, the
0: yeah. it's still kind of knowable because we're still dealing with like angels that made made boom boom with yeah. with the ladies yeah. which is like like a very base uh like any any rutting mammal can understand the story. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like not really a cosmological horror, it's just this weird like layer of Yeah. In, like not like why do they make 300 foot babies that's the unknowable <laughs> part <laughs> that's the part of like physics that we don't understand so there is yeah. i guess you're like there is yeah. an element but it's not it's not like a cthulhu type mm-hmm. yeah eldritch horror it's like this weird like that didn't turn out yeah, the way i s- thought it was gonna turn out strange
1: surreal like situation to be in was yeah. like
0: okay giant invisible babies are causing disaster everywhere because <laughs> angels are you know they're it's just, just like people horny angels yeah, yeah. And I guess, like the pickings in heaven are slim, like what's the deal? I don't get it, uh, and then the third category of demons are fallen angels who sided with Lucifer and were cast out by heaven by Michael, so then you got the, yeah, those are the real deal fallen angels, yeah um I talked a little bit about how I wasn't gonna the 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 categorization of demons and how like I'm out for the devil episode hmm but there is a little story I want to tell. This is the Testament of Solomon, who was an old king who was up to some wacky shit. So a demon named uh, Ornias harasses a young lad who is favored by Solomon by stealing half of his pay and (laughs) (laughs) and sucking out his vitality through the thumb of his right hand. Right. Solomon prays in the temple and receives from the archangel Michael a ring with the seal of God in the shape of a pentagram, which will enable him to command the demons. Solomon lends the ring to the lad, who, by throwing the ring at the demon Orinus, or Orneus, stamps him with the seal and brings him under control. Then Solomon orders the demon Ornius to take the ring and similarly imprint the prince of demons, Beelzebub. With Beelzebub under his command, Solomon now has all of the demons at his bidding to build the temple. Beelzebub reveals that he was formerly the highest-ranking angel in heaven. In chapter 18 of the Lower Key of Solomon, the demons of the 36 deacons appear with names that sometimes seem to be conscious distortions of the traditional names for the deacons. The deacon demons claim responsibility mostly for various ailments and pains, and they provide the magical formulae by which they may be banished. For example, the thirty-third demon is R- R- Rikes or Rex, um, aconioth, who causes sore throat and tonsillitis, and can be driven off by writing the word Lycoragos on ivy leaves and heaping them into a pile. So this is like this is good demon stuff. Yeah, you control one demon and you like break up the demon ring. Of other demons by like making one snitch on the others about like the ways to banish them. Yeah. And then you actually have to like physically go do all this weird shit. Yeah. To go do it.
1: You like. Because the demons all want like. They have like weird bad shit they want to do. It's just in their nature, right? So you just. You hotwire that, you know? And you just. You just get the demons to. Uh, interfere with each other's plans. And you got to run around and like do all kinds of like weird rituals to make it all work. Mm-hmm. But like, that's how you deal with all of these demons is by like just making sure they don't have a unified front, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause they'll, they'll, they'll fall apart. Yeah. Solomon's final demon encounter involves sending a servant boy with his ring to take captive a wind demon. So now Solomon is now he's got this magic ring. He just sends boys out to go do <laughs> his, <laughs> Do the jobs of capturing demons, which is a good um, uh, game seed. That's great. Yeah. You're a bunch of like low level child adventurers and the king makes you go capture demons.
1: I've done this plenty of times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Nothing to worry about. Yeah. So you got to go take a wind demon captive who is harassing the land of Arabia. The boys to hold a wineskin against the wind with the ring in front of it and then tie up the bag when it's full. The boy succeeds in his task and returns with the wineskin. The imprisoned demon calls himself Ephipas, and it is by his power that a cornerstone, though too large to lift by conventional means, is raised into the entrance of the temple. So this King Solomon builds his, like, great temple by enlisting the, like, the manpower of demons.
1: Yeah, demons and children.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Then uh, Ephipas and another demon from the red ring, the red sea, bring a miraculous column made of something purple, the translation is obscure, from out of the red sea. This red sea demon reveals himself as Abizethibod and claims to be the demon who supported the Egyptian magicians against Moses and who hardened the pharaoh's heart, but had been caught with the Egyptian host when the sea returned and held down by this pillar until Epiphas, or sorry, Ephipas came and together they could lift it. He's just solving all of the problems in the world. There follows a short conclusion in which Solomon describes how he fell in love with a, a Shun- Shunamite woman and agreed to worship Remphan and Moloch in exchange for sex. <laughs> <laughs> Things were a lot simpler back then. Solomon agrees to sacrifice to them, but at first only sacrifices five locusts by simply crushing them in his hand.
1: (laughs) There, I've sacrificed. I love that.
0: Immediately, the spirit of God departs him, and he is made foolish, and his name becomes a joke to both humans and demons. Solomon concludes his text with a warning to the readers. He tells them to not abandon their beliefs for sex. Like he did. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: after all of that, it was like, sure, I'll just squash these bugs. Yeah,
0: that's enough. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a little bit about uh, King Solomon, which we'll get into more in Devils. Um, <laughs> but like he's a great character. He got he up did. to a lot in his <laughs> lifetime. Did, yeah, he did a lot. Yeah. He did a lot. Uh, what else I got here in demonology? Um, I think I talked about it a little bit before. Uh, domains are important, so in this, uh, demons are in charge of certain portfolios. There's mm-hmm. demons that, like I said, like have sore throat and tonsillitis. Yeah, um, but they're all they all relate to people. They're not like the North Wind. They are like your acne. Mm-hmm. Um, more modern interpretations include uh, like mental illness. Um. what other possessions and then we have a lot of uh, possession stories and uh there's like a catholic tradition of of possession and like ways of actually dealing with it um self-described uh demon experts A certain individual named uh, Malachi Martin describes a type of demonic attack called familiarization, which is the possessing spirits in familiarization is seeking to come and live with the subject. If accepted, the spirit becomes the constant and continuously present companion of the possessed. The two persons, the familiar and the possessed, remain separate and distinct. The possessed is aware of his familiar. So it's not like you're being controlled, you are you have a little like passenger who yeah. like talks to you and tries to influence you and you can deny them or go along with them or like you you have a relationship with them. Yeah. And it's not a full takeover. I don't know if that's gameable or not, but you could like infect someone with a <clears throat> demonic influencer.
1: Yeah. That would also be like an interesting um, packed for a warlock to have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You right. should really explore more ways of doing that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Because of, like the whole, there's always like the book, the player's handbook is like super vague about like how a warlock's relationship with their like packed holder, like really works, you know? And I feel like a lot of that is in the hands of like the player and the DM to like, to, so like having it be, you got possessed by a little demon it hangs out like sort of kind of being your conscience. It's like a voice in your head. It can see through your eyes or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And if you do what it says, it can like give you some of its powers because you're sharing it the same body. Right. Yeah. And so like, that's, it's like this weird working relationship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a lot of, um, I don't I'm trying to think of like modern media that plays around with that idea. There's like the d- devil man, the anime where like he defeats monsters by becoming demon, a mm-hmm. demon himself. And you could play with, uh, like, the give and take of that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, True demonic or satanic possession has been characterized since the Middle Ages in the Roman ritual by following four typical characteristics. Uh, Superhuman strength, Mm -hmm. speaking in tongues, revelation of knowledge that the victim cannot know, and blasphemous rage, obscene hand gestures, profanity, and aversion to holy symbols or relics. Now, these four, I think, are very important to have in your game if you're going to use demons. Strange languages, superhuman strength, revelation of knowledge, and obscene hand gestures. <laughs> Those are, like, the most... That's, like, the, you know, the exorcists. These are, like... Yeah. These are the things that make a demon possession what it is. The Bible indicates that people can be possessed by demons, but that demons respond and submit to Jesus' authority. There's a story, Uh, there was a man possessed by a demon, he cried out at the top of his voice, Ha, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly, come out of him. Then the the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said, what is this teaching? With authority and power he gives orders to evil spirits and they come out and then news about him spread throughout the land. Which is like, that demon got stomped. <laughs> he talked a big game and then just got, just got wrecked. Yeah. There's a better one here. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. Mm-hmm. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me! For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him. And though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged Jesus not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. <laughs> Good job. That's I like
1: um, that you can't just like pull demons out into nothing. You got to have a... Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's that's
0: an interesting part. Uh, They have to go somewhere. They have to have physical form. Yeah. Or they're just a flying uh, ghost baby.
1: Yeah. Because, like... And so, like, zooming back to, like, D&D world stuff. Like, maybe their physical form is, like, in the abyss or Mm -hmm. whatever. But if their spirit can cross the planes more easily and, like, possess things or whatever, you got to exercise them. You got to put it back into something, right? Yeah.
0: Energy can't be destroyed.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe... You know, the easy way to do that would be like, well, okay, there's a bunch of pigs over there. <laughs> yeah, you
0: know? and that's that's the morally gray
1: yeah. answer. And then the more difficult and probably I would argue proper way to do it would be like, okay, I've got this magic crystal.
0: Right. Let's yeah, put yeah, it inside yeah. of
1: this and then throw this into a portal.
0: Yeah, and then you got your demonic objects. Yeah, totally. Or you could do it, um they ha- they <clears throat> it can be transferred but they can only go into like another yeah. human being or yeah. something. So you have to decide
1: what if that's like the only way that you
0: can make magical items though, is by
1: getting possessed and then exercising the demon soul out of a possessed person into an object. And then that's what makes the object magical, right?
0: Right. And then you have like a perfectly safe factory where you yeah. can make magical items and I swear it's perfectly safe Yeah, and nothing could ever possibly go wrong.
1: Yeah. We've got this haunted painting. Just stare at it in yeah. a dark room.
0: I'll give you fifty bucks.
1: Yeah. And then come out <laughs> later. Uh we'll come get you. You'll be possessed. It's fine. It's fine. Um uh and then we'll we're gonna take the demon out of yeah. you.
0: This is a perfect thing for like adventurers down on their luck to like this is like the equivalent of selling blood. Yeah. It's like do you want to money?
1: be a surrogate possessive <laughs> for an enchanting service?
0: Yeah. For a well-established and uh, high-quality enchanting Mm -hmm. service. Just sign this
1: first, please.
0: Where nothing... Things only go wrong one out of a hundred times. What are the odds of you it's going to be you? It's fine. It's fine. I also think it's interesting in this story that the the demons want to leave, but they can't.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, they're begging to be exercised.
1: Oh, like, they don't want... They don't want to be evil. They just have to. Yeah, or like, they don't want to be
0: there. They want to... Yeah. They don't want to be in a human they're being. Just they don't want to be the they're just scared, and they trying to get plane. home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they're they can't help being evil. Yeah, and like torturing this man and driving him to solitary places. Yeah. They're just like animal. They're just like <clears throat> doing. They just are trying to do what's best for them, and yeah. happen to be attached to another thinking, feeling creature. They're like yeah. a parasite that, like, just wants to wants to be. Yeah severed but can't
1: and they could have they and like maybe they wound up like possessing someone because like somebody tried to summon them and was doing weird magic they shouldn't have done like imagine all of a sudden you woke up woke up and you were inside of the body of another living thing on Mm -hmm. a different plane of reality like what you don't know how their world works Yeah, yeah like they have probably totally different norms and everything you would they would be acting really weird because you'd be trying to act normal but you're not from their world you know, yeah. it could just all be misunderstandings.
0: Yeah, there's your yeah. nonviolent solution to demon problems. Yeah. Official Catholic doctrine affirms that demonic possession can occur as distinguished from mental illness, but stresses that cases of mental illness should not be misdiagnosed as demonic influence. <clears throat> that's pretty fair. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's fair. I read an interview with a with a with a ex-Jesuit monk. Uh, and they, they were talking about how it is still the case that, uh, like every, I don't know what it, what is it called? What's like a, like a, like a region of like Catholicism called
0: like, a region of Catholicism? Yeah. Yeah. There's,
1: there's like geographical reasons, regions, you know? So there's, there's like, there's like the, the Cardinal, Oh, like the a, and, a
0: diocese. Yeah. I, I guess think, I think, yeah. yeah. So
1: there's supposed to be one priest in every diocese. That knows how to do an exorcism properly, but it's supposed to be secret which one is the guy who is the person who knows. That's amazing. Yeah. And so you're not supposed to tell anybody that you know who the one who can do an exorcism is. (laughs) So.
0: And they'll be targeted. That's so cool.
1: That That probably feels really cool being the secret exorcist. that's, That's why else would you become a priest?
0: Yeah. If not to be the secret exorcist. That's awesome. Uh, I just I had something I was going to read that was good. Uh, God, according to theologians, demonic assault can be involuntary and allowed by God to test a person, like in the biblical figure Job, who was tormented by Satan as part of God's test. Involuntary demonic assault, according to these theologians, cannot be denied because this would imply the negation of the cases mentioned in the New Testament. However, in the overwhelming majority of cases, the alleged demonic possession in modern times, the victim can suffer due to any number of personal initiatives, occult practices, mortal sin, loss of faith, or psychological trauma. So it can just happen for no reason, but it can also happen for reasons. (laughs) Um, In previous centuries, the Christian church offered suggestions on safeguarding one's home, ranging from holy water, placing wax and herbs on thresholds to ward off witches and the occult, and avoiding certain areas of townships known to be frequented by witches and devil worshippers after dark. Because you could just catch... You could could catch demons. Yeah. Could get into notable exorcisms uh, in in real life, but I think we've gone on for like an hour and a half.
1: Oh yeah, we're 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 getting there.
0: Yeah, get him, Casey. <laughs> no, no, come on in. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're actually just wrapping up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No problem. Are you- yeah, we do. Uh, we're doing a podcast. I, I have one of these offices here, oh. and uh, usually record in them. But uh, my friend took the table away, so we had to record it here. Okay. That's cool. awesome. Um. Bye. But yeah, we're done. Have a good one. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> That's listening. Perfect timing. That's perfect timing.